0: This is Instant Game Reaction, an immediate look back at the Colts' latest game.
1: And trying to make an adjustment on the ball is Michael Pittman, he catches it and he rumbles across the goal line, touchdown, a 42-yard strike. Gonna air it out downfield, down the far sideline, looking for Zay Jones and it's intercepted by the Colts, Isaiah Rogers on the return, gives off to Taylor, he's in, touchdown!
0: Here's your host, J.J. Stankovitz from Colts.com.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Colts Instant Reaction here on the Colts Audio Network. I'm J.J. Stankovitz, joined every week after every Colts game by Colts Ring of Honor member Bill Brooks. Today, we are breaking down the Colts' 26-3 loss to the New England Patriots in Foxborough. Bill, I was at Gillette Stadium today, um, just a kind of a game where... You know, Paris Campbell said after the game is one of those games where on the sideline, you're, you're going back and you're just feeling like this is one of those games where nothing's going right. Um, Colts average a little over two yards per play, and that is a, a new low for the franchise since moving to Indianapolis in 1984. Bill, when you're in a game like this and, and it just it, it does feel like, all right, nothing's going right. We We can't get out of our own way. We can't get into a rhythm. We can't get anything started on offense. What does that feel like on the sideline, especially for an offense?
0: It's frustrating. Um, when you think you should be able to get some plays run that can be successful out there in the football field and nothing's going your way, you, you can't run the ball, you can't pass the ball or get any drives uh, going and continuously move the ball down the field. It gets frustrating um, after a while. And the thing you can't do, though, is is give up. And, um, you know, I'm not saying the Colts gave up at all, but that's one of the things you just can't do. And you just keep on fighting and fighting. And hopefully you'll find something that can give you a spark. So, um, but if you don't, it just makes for a long, long day and very frustrating. And uh, I'm sure it's very frustrating for defense, especially because if you're, if you're not getting first downs and needing some time up off the clock, then that means the defense is going back out there. If you're going three and out, three and out, um, the defense has to go out there and, and uh, try to hold down the fort. But they're getting fatigued out there, and they're getting tired. And by the third or fourth quarter, it's it makes it very difficult for them to to stop a team. But give our defense credit, they played pretty mm-hmm. well today.
1: Yeah, we'll get into the defense here in a little bit. But I just kind of want want to run through a couple of the big things that went wrong for the Colts today. Those two things that we want to focus on here. the Sam Ellinger getting sacked nine times in this game and the Colts going 0 of 14 on third down. Let's start with the nine sacks bill um, after the game, you know, Sam Ellinger said all the right things that, you know, it's not all on the offensive line. Some of those, you know, he felt like he needed to get the ball out quicker. He needed to take the check down. Um, You know, obviously receivers play a part in that, but ultimately you're not going to win games. If you get sacked nine times, that's just incredibly rare in the NFL. I think, you know, you can pull, I guess, Joe Burrow did that last year in the playoffs with the Cincinnati Bengals, but that is just not a winning formula. Um, When you were watching this game and and you see all the sacks, was there a common thread between them, Bill, or were they all kind of isolated, or was there one thing that New England did well that they were able to get to quite a bit on those sacks?
0: I think it was a combination of things. I think it it was probably some – coverage sacks you know give them credit probably doing some things in the in the secondary there to uh cover the guys and not guys not have guys get open and then of course the quarterback holds on to the ball a little bit longer hoping hoping, hopefully, hopefully a guy could get open get open but um that just did not happen and there was a couple of times they ran some stunts up on the line and mm-hmm. they got to the uh sam and sam couldn't do anything um Give them credit for a couple of stunts. I know they ran one stunt twice um, that I saw out there, and that, um,
1: that was the kind of the delayed loop around with Jedon. Yes. Yeah, yes, yep. the
0: delayed one where you know it was on Pryor and, and Smith's side, where you know they would run that delayed loop and come up inside and uh, look like prior wasn't coming off of his guy, or uh, and then he would get in there and get to Sam and, and sack Sam. So. I did that a couple of times and just a combination of things give the Patriots credit they had a good defensive game plan they did a nice job of putting pressure on the quarterback and also getting them in third and long I mean there were a couple mm-hmm. plays they were third and, seven, third and eight, and those aren't you know short running down plays that you can be successful that often running the football and getting first down so give them credit knowing that they were going to pass the ball and run those stunts and put some pressure on Sam and, and uh, have him hold the ball a little bit longer than what I'm sure he wanted to. And they got sacks.
1: Yeah. You know, it, when I was watching rewatching those sacks, you know, some of the stuff that they did with the stunts in the games, um, you know, even they had a a blitz with Juwan Bentley, one of their off ball linebackers where he almost, he kind of went gap to gap. Um, You know, it wasn't just kind of a straight blitz and, and new England seemed to take advantage of that throughout the game but you know it 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 was one of those where you know there there were some of those yeah where where they kind of spam the same blitz concept but you know the the one that stuck out to me was when the Colts got down near the goal line they got the red zone in the second half and there was a play where Matt Judon just came basically unblocked I mean Deion Jackson got a, a, a hand on him but you're not putting Deion Jackson one-on-one against Matt Judon uh, in pass Mm -hmm. protection. And it it just looked like it was one of those things where something was off on it. I don't know what that is. I don't want to speculate on what that is because I'm not the one who's coaching this. I'm not the one who's executing it. Um, I don't know how it was coached, but that's one of those where, I mean, Judon got there and and the play had basically no chance. Um, and, And that that's one of those things where, when you finally get a shot that at that point, it was 13 to nothing. If the Colts get in the end zone there, you're within a score, you know, with quite a bit of time left, your defense is playing well, but just one of those things where it seemed like at, at every opportunity for something to go wrong, it did in critical situations.
0: Yeah. And and you you can't have that when you, when you have an opportunity to score some points and you know, the Colts have been struggling scoring points uh, this season. So it, it makes it very difficult when you don't score points and you don't get any momentum um, to hopefully change your game, because as you said, if you score, things change, you know, you you call the game differently. They call the game differently. Things happen differently. So it might give you an opportunity to, you know, score some more points and and come out ahead. But um, when you're always playing from behind and we've talked about this before, you know, our margin for error is very slim and it makes it very difficult when you're playing from behind, you're playing catch up and, you know, that's the way the Colts played all day today. Played from behind.
1: So let's get into the third downs. Colts are 0 of 14 on third down. They're only the third wow. team in NFL history to go 0 of 14 on third down. Um, on it, and here's here's the number you need to know, Bill. On average, the Colts needed 8.9 yards to pick up a first down on their third down tries today. I mean, against a team that's got the NFL sack leader in Matt Judon, a Bill Belichick. Coached defense um, that was doing some things differently in coverage. You know, I, I noticed they're playing a little more zone, especially on those third and longs. Than um, you know, that their profile is mostly they play a lot of man. But when they got into those third and longs, they, it seems like they played a lot of zone, um, and that just that was not a winning formula for the Colts today. It, it this offense. All year has struggled to overcome third and longs, like most NFL offenses do. But the Colts are in them far too often today.
0: Yeah, when when it's third and eight point nine, you say third and nine. That's you know you're not going to win a lot of football games trying to convert third and nine uh, yards and f- or for four four first down. So that makes it very difficult, and that's just hard. And you know you you have to do better on first and second down, so you're not in those third and long situations because it goes hand in hand. If you want to be successful on third down, you have to be successful on first and second down to give you the short third down situations. And when the team knows you're in third and nine, uh, third and eight, third and seven, they pretty much know you're going to pass the ball and that then they can kind of tee off and get after the quarterback and and make some plays. So that makes it very difficult to get a first down and sustain a drive. And then as we talked about, before it just makes it very difficult on the whole team because then that means you're, you're out. And sometimes you're going three and out. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the Colts were on nine drives or well, eight drives, they went three and out. And then you yep. had one drive, they went on fourth down and didn't make it. So I, I really say nine drives, they, they were three and out. That's very difficult in a team to have any type of success when you go uh, three and out eight times and then you know like i said it makes it very difficult for the defense because right now then they have to go right back out there again after they've been out there and you know hopefully they stop the team or if not they just have to go back out there and, and do their job so very difficult to win ball games when offensively you can't move the ball down the field and you can't get first downs and definitely can't score any touchdowns so it makes it very difficult to win football games
1: yeah, to me, an, another stat that really stood out, Bill, because you're talking about first down, the Colts called eight true running plays on first down and only gained 18 yards on those wow. plays. Um, on average, the Colts average a little bit over three yards per play on first down, uh, 3.2 yards per play. Again, that that's not going to cut it uh, in the NFL when you really need to stay on schedule, stay ahead of the six, the sticks, you know, really anything in that kind of four or five yard range on first down is probably going to be efficient. It might not be explosive, but at least will get you in position where your second down and your third down are not going to be, uh, you know, difficult on that. Something that stood out to me here, Bill was because New England's pass rush got a ton of pressure. The Colts did go with a lot of quick game, but on those throws where Sam Ellinger got rid of the ball in uh, two and a half seconds or under, or was pressured in two and a half seconds or under, he was 10 of 17 for 69 yards, one interception. That was the pick six that went off Kylan Granson's hands. He was sacked twice on those plays. And one of those was the one I was talking about earlier um, on the third down where Judon came unblocked and got to Ellinger uh, when the Colts had the ball in the New England 13-yard line midway through the third quarter. So the quick, ga- quick game has been kind of the, the, the Colts' solution to some of these pressure issues this year, but today it wasn't a very effective one averaging about four yards per attempt against, uh, you know, when, when the, when Ellinger got the ball out that quick.
0: Yeah. I mean, it rains pours. I mean, it wasn't a solution. Like you said, in the past, it has been kind of solution to uh, slow down the pass rush or go, you know, kind of stop the pass rush or have an antidote for the pass rush, a quick, uh, I mean, good pass rush, but it, for today it wasn't. And, you know, when, when, like I said, when, when it, when it rains it pours and just nothing was going right for the Colts they just couldn't get on track it seemed like no matter what they were trying to do things just weren't going right for them and that makes it very frustrating and I'm sure it was tough uh for Sam and tough for the whole offense just to go out there and know that whatever they did it just did not work and that makes for a long long day and it's going to make for a long Monday watching film and you know they have to look at this film and learn from it, put it behind them and, you know, hold themselves accountable for what they did out there on the football field. So hopefully they can improve and they can be better and get ready for Las Vegas because the season's not over with, Um, Mm -hmm. but they do have to do things to improve. If they, if they want to win some football games, they're going to have to do some things to improve. And right now they have to look at the little things they have to do and worry about executing the plays and not not worry about winning football games at this point but mm-hmm. just doing the little things. And if you do the little things and usually the big things will come and when the big things come, then you will win from some football games. So right now they just need to look at the little things and try to get those corrected and then go, hopefully go out there and execute um, as flawlessly as possible and hopefully win a game.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that's what it's going to come down to is this, this Colts offense has got to get better and they know it, you know, talking to players after the game, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Paris Campbell, uh, Sam Ellinger all those guys know that this is unacceptable and this is you know more performances like this are going to lose you a lot of games and um, everyone in there wants to fix it they're they're trying to fix it and for whatever reason they just haven't come up with the solutions yet um, you know and then I thought this was this was just good to hear um, you know from from Quidipay. After the game, he said, quote, our season's not over until it's over. For me, I'm not trying to tank or whatever the fans are calling it. I'm trying to come in every day and fight. And I do think that's the mentality of this team, Bill, because, I mean, you know, having played in the NFL, that no one, even when you're losing a lot of games, you know, no one cares. No one in that building who's a coach or a player or a, a football ops staffer, no one, no one cares about what the draft position is going to be next year. That's not a thing. So these guys are going to try to fix it. They're going to try to get better. And they're going to try to go out and beat the Raiders next week in a game that, okay, you're at three, five, and one. Well, if you start winning some games, yeah, you can get back into the playoff race. That's how this team is viewing it. They're not viewing it as, hey, you know what? Well, it's not the worst thing if you get a top five draft pick. No one is thinking like that. No rational player or coach is thinking like that.
0: No, no, no. Player is thinking about that. No coach is thinking about that. You're exactly right, JJ. And think about it. you have to think. These guys are professional athletes. They didn't get to this point by saying, oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. Since we're not, since we're not doing well, I'm just gonna, uh, you know, give in, just give up." No, these guys, <laughs> their character says that these guys are competitors. They want to compete, and every time that they step on the football field, they're going to compete regardless of what. Whether they're stand, where they are, are at in the standings, whether they're winning or losing, they're going to compete. These guys are not giving up. They're going to go out there uh, next week and play hard. But before that, during the week, they're going to work to get better. Look how, the, how, how can they get better and do the best they can. These guys are competitors, they're athletes, they're good athletes, and they want to win and they have too much pride to go out there and, and just say, oh, we're not going to try. We're just going to give up and try to get a draft pick. Well, these guys are also fighting for their jobs. They don't know what's going right. to happen next year. So they want to go out there and do the best they can. And you know, they 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 have to look at, hey, when I go out there and play a game, we're being filmed. We're being critiqued by everything we do out there in the football field, in practice and in games. And they have film on that. So I want to put a good foot forward. So when they look at film and say, hey, this guy gave us all. We know what we have in this guy. He's going to compare He's going to go out there and play. We want this type of guy on the football team. So those guys are going out there and playing hard. Those guys are going out there competing. And they are competitors. As I said earlier, they did not make it to the National Football League by just giving up. They made it to the National Football League by competing every day, working hard, and trying to be the best they could out there in the football field. And I expect those guys to do the same thing going forward.
1: Yeah, I, I think he, everyone needs to keep that perspective in mind that, you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Bill. No one gets to the NFL with a loser mentality. I mean, you just you don't. That's not how these people are wired. That is not how Frank Reich is wired. That is not how any of these players are wired. So, you know, the the tanking talk, you can talk about that all you want, but that's not how anyone who is playing for the Colts or is coaching for the Colts or is building this roster. That's not how anyone's thinking. So
0: no, that's not how they think. And I think people never need to realize you don't know how hard it is to practice. First of all, you don't know how hard it is to go through two a days, going through OTAs, mini camp, offseason workouts, and then going out there, giving you all and losing. These guys feel bad. They don't want to feel that way. They do not want to feel bad after losing a football game. So, in order to try to fix that, they want they're going to compete and try to change the narrative. So, that, hey, that we're winning football games and we feel a little bit better. So, these guys are working hard. So, um, I, I don't, I don't see these guys tanking, quitting, whatever you want to call it. These guys are going to go out there and compete uh, during the week of practice and on games on Sunday or Monday or Thursday, whenever they're playing.
1: Let's talk a little bit about the defense before we get out of here. Uh, another really solid day for gus bradley's group they hold new england to 3.3 yards per play 6 to 17 on third down new england to only 203 yards of total offense in this game 2.5 yards per carry in this game mac jones under five yards per pass attempt bobby O'Karake gets a really nice punch out um you know defense just they, they held their own again that if you look at it they gave up a touchdown, but that came off of a blocked punt where New England took over possession on the Colts' three-yard line. The other New England touchdown in the game came out of pick six, and other than that, it was four field goals. And you could look at this and you can say that this defense really held New England to four field goals in this game. And that's been a pretty consistent trend that it's really, really hard to score touchdowns On this Colts defense, it's really hard to drive the length of the field and get in the end zone against this defense. Um, And after the game, hearing from guys like Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly, I thought Quentin was really, really strong in this. He said, um, you know, that just too often, he said, uh, you know, week to week, hearing the defensive players say, hey, we got your back, we got your back, and they've had our back what seems like every week holding teams to field goals, getting turnovers, especially in the last two games. And you just got to feel like he said the S word, not helping them and having their back too. just need to figure it out offensively. And it starts with watching the film, learning from it, detail oriented, holding each other accountable, holding yourself accountable. So I think the offensive players are recognizing that this defense is playing really well. They're keeping us in games. They're giving us opportunities and we're not giving it back to them. Um, what's your sense just about where this defense is and and can they continue to sustain it if the offense does not start improving quickly?
0: Well, I believe the defense can sustain that. Um, They need to go out there and play and continue to play and do their job. And as professionals, they will do that, uh, do their job. So I think they can do it, but as an offensive player, you feel bad. You feel bad because you feel like you're not holding up your end of the bargain by going out there and trying to move the ball down the field, score some points, and give your defense a break, put some points on the board, uh, give your defense an opportunity to play from ahead where they can put some pressure on the quarterback, get some sacks, where they can go out there and get some turnovers, uh, create some advantages for them and for the team, and you just feel bad that you're not holding up your end of the bargain by uh, you know, going three and out, not scoring any touchdowns, um, doing thing. If it's interception, giving up touchdowns on an interception pick six, I know they're not trying to do that, but you just feel bad as an offensive player that, you know what, we have to be better. Um, in order for us to be successful, we have to play better. Um, we can't keep on putting our defense in this situation where, you know, they're keeping us in the game, uh, keeping teams to three points on drives and not scoring any touchdowns and uh, keeping us in the game because, you know, even though the Colts didn't play well in offense, they were still in the game for, for the most part, the whole mm-hmm. game. Um, so it makes it very difficult for uh, the defense, but they were doing their job. So I, I think the defense will continue to do the job just offensively. You just have to say, Hey, look, we have to start holding up our end of the bargain because the defense is doing their job and some more to keep us in the game. And it makes, and this defense has shown, yeah, they might give us some yards. It might give us some plays. But they're going to the, the opponent's going to have a hard time scoring a touchdown on, on this defense, and they've shown that uh, throughout the season. So, give the defense credit. Um, they continue to play hard, continue to continue to keep the Colts in the game uh, to give them a chance to win football games. And you know, they, they give you a hat, you know take your hat off to this defense. They're they're doing a good job, and they will continue to do a good job. Just now, the offense needs to complement that by doing their part as long along with the um, special teams.
1: Yeah. So that kind of is where we'll leave it here. Um, Some, you know, a lot of things to figure out this week for the Colts before they go to Las Vegas, we'll be back Monday morning. We are going to do the next episode of Colts instant reaction. I don't think uh, I'm going to be able to do (laughs) a uh, post midnight pod with you, Bill.
0: after we get back
1: from Las Vegas. I understand
0: that that's a long flight back. So I definitely understand that.
1: But we will be back with you then. Before that, though, keep it tuned to us here on the Colts Audio Network for plenty of Colts content leading into that game in Las Vegas. Colts Roundtable Live with head coach Frank Reich, Rick Venturi, Joe Wrights, and Matt Taylor. That'll be out on Monday evening. You can also listen to that on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The official Colts podcast presented by WinBat out again on Tuesday. On Wednesday, Inside Football with Rick Venturi. On Thursday, Know Your Foe with Bill Brooks, Casey Valier, and a representative from the Las Vegas Raiders media group. On Friday, happy hour with JMV. That'll be out on 93.5, 107.5 The Fan and the Colts Audio Network for your weekend leading into the Colts game against the Las Vegas Raiders at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Colts Instant Reaction here on the Colts Audio Network. I'm JJ It's for Bill Brooks. We will talk to you next time.